Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Mantra, do you know what I need? I need to walk in these streets in my BA swag. You know what I'm really looking forward to? First of all, be your own brown boost. What an awesome phrase. I cannot wait to wear that on my chest like Superman. What I'm really excited for, though, is I am a sweatshirt and like hoodie girl. So the classic Brown Ambition logo sweatshirt has my name all over it. But where can I go? Where can I find it? I was hoping you would ask young Tiffany. Tiffany, get your Brown Ambition swag at brownambitionstore.com. Five years in the game, we finally have merch for you guys. So get your Brown Ambition hoodie, your Brown Ambition crew neck tee, get a onesie for your littles. We got toddler tees. Oh my goodness, there's something for everyone. Be your own Brown Boost t-shirt for sure. We have a Brown Ambition mug, which my family is most excited about. Um, I had to do the 15 ounce size for my big sister because she drinks coffee like nobody's business. So, you know, I'm the budget needs to write any special offer. Oh, I'm also very glad you asked that question, Tiffany. Yes. With Brown Ambition 15, that's promo code Brown Ambition 15, all one word. You can get 15% off your order at brownambitionstore.com. I can't wait to see y'all in these BA streets, repping BA fam with your BA swag. It just does not feel appropriate. If I knew, if I knew a Happy New Year song, I would sing that because it feels like a Happy New. Like I, I think we should have like the sound of bottles popping and confetti. Yes, Happy New Year, Tiffany. I know. Happy return to democracy, Mandra. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! So that y'all know, it is really us. Oh my gosh. I, I, you know what? In five years of doing this show, Tiff, I've never once been nervous until today. Why am I nervous <laughs> to talk to you? I don't know why. It's not like we, you know, we do. I love our audience and our listeners, and I feel the pressure because, like Tiffany and I were kind of talking a little bit before. I was like, save it, save it for the show. <laughs> um, the comments, though, like, can't wait to hear you guys. I can't wait to like, listen know. to what you guys have to say. And I'm like, just, well, first of all, how about you tell say? me? Well, let's do the. Let's do the. Where were you when? Yes. Okay. Although I think a lot of people know where I was. <laughs> In the damn street, like a crazy. Listen, I think I blacked out. I blacked out. That was that was the most brown joy filled video. You literally see Mandy running here. I was like, she's catching the Holy Ghost in front of her house while walking with poor Molly. I know Molly was like, I'm not sure what's happening. Oh my! The dog was like. All caught on the nest, courtesy oh. of the nest. Yes, my husband was like, "You should probably check the nest." Um, 
<laughs> I so where was I? Uh, sure, I'll go first. Thanks for thanks for asking. <laughs> this was a really like the set of circum the the fact that I was sitting on my couch watching CNN when the news actually happened that never happens. Like who gets their news watching TV anymore? You know. Nobody. Um, but anyway, I had done a really difficult like because I had so much nervous energy all week, and I was keeping it together from my team at work, and I was like staying positive, positive, positive. Everyone around me was so down. People were texting me like, "What happened to Georgia?" Where's Georgia? I thought Georgia was going to flip. And I'm like, keep the faith, keep the faith. Thank God for my little brother who actually is in Georgia. And he was following some local reporters. And he was like, listen, Georgia's turning blue. You've got to believe. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, you're my Hail Mary, Alex. Keep it, you know, keep me, keep me afloat. And I had all my nervous energy. I just kept working out. I mean, this was maybe a healthy way to handle it, but I just kept Mm -hmm. Pelotoning. I was like, oh God, I can't sleep. I'm going to Peloton. So I had Peloton. I came upstairs, showered, put baby down for a nap, sat down on the couch. And like a minute later, they called it. And I'm still, you know how like after a workout, you still sweat for like two hours later if you're, you know, (laughs) out of shape like I am. And I just, and and it wasn't, because at that point we pretty much knew, right, that it was going to, like very likely he was, Biden was going to win. Yeah, but I just didn't, it's so crazy that we were all tiptoeing around the preschool, head preschooler in charge. Yeah. Because it was like all of the statistic, all of the, all the poll, everything showed that, okay, he not only won this state, but this state, but th- there's just almost no way to come back. And no one wanted to call it because they were all tiptoeing around the feelings of this three-year-old that's in the White House. Like, well, I don't know, you know, I don't, he's going to say it's not real. And it was called by some rando, sorry, I forget the name of the um, outlet, <laughs> some random Box. outlet called, no, it wasn't. Oh. If you Google, it's like help desk something. Wait, some really? Random- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Nobody wanted like, to be the first one. It's like someone's uncle calling it. For real. Exactly. It's over. I actually was like, I had just taken like a really long walk and um and I was feeling tired, so I lay down on the couch. I, I'd been avoiding social because my heart couldn't take it. I voted on Tuesday. I told myself I wasn't I was pretty sure they were gonna find the results um, you know, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. So mm-hmm. I wasn't surprised when nothing came out, but I didn't I figured someone would tell me I didn't want to watch blow by blow. It was too much. Yeah. So when Wednesday nothing happened, I was like, fine. Thursday, I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. Then by the time I was laying down after my walk, I woke up from a nap. And I guess by then they had already called maybe like, I don't know, I want to say like an hour by then. And I woke up and I was like, is this real? So you're waking up. Just- I'm coming in the house from my 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 block party. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I just was like... So I had to I had to check all the I was like you know what let me so let your me phone check told that. you you got like a text alert no 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 I just happened to like I because I would take a peek on IG every once in a while just to uh, see like is the world over so I okay. peeked on IG and I was like with one eye open like wait what <laughs> and then I was like let me go see what Fox Fox's IG says because you know if the if the of the um, head hater in charge. Um, of, of media, Fox. Says. I did the same thing. I was like, turn on Fox just to see <laughs> yes. what they were gonna say. You know. Yes. yes. Oh, and when I tell you the 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 Trumpers in in the Fox Fox's comments were livid. Oh my goodness, they're like, oh, you wow. the new CNN. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, they've been mad all week. They've been mad, mad all week. All week. I don't know who's in I charge mean- over there, but they're like, mm, <laughs> let's just uh, let's just follow the truth this week, guys. Let's just yeah. Agree could on you it. imagine? So weird. Yeah. But the, yeah, their people have been mad all week. I mean, 
I'm not gonna lie, I've taken great delight in going to, I've never, ever, ever visited the head preschooler in charge's um, Twitter before, ever, ever. You know, I've seen tweets, obviously, like, screenshotted, but I've never mm-hmm. visited. So I visited just to see the trolls in the comments. And <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, y'all did not disappoint. I spent two days there. And I said, Tiffany, I think this is unhealthy. But the giggles. Uh- <laughs> because people are so witty. They're the so, memes. the internet is too witty. It's too, it's like, too it's witty. too fun. The, the, I couldn't keep up. <laughs> I, and you know, the same day was that the um, the Four Seasons landscaping. Uh, oh my goodness! Right next to the, por- next to the porn shop. Oh like, yeah. I almost wish that that had had enough time to breathe and get its full, you know, oh do in social media and the internets, all the memes. Oh my goodness! It just was like bam, bam, bam. Like one minute yes. I'm laughing about that, or actually I learned about that after that I learned about Biden. But um, it was just that was just. So what did you I do know. when you find out? Like, what was your physical reaction? I was shocked I, by my own, but what? Yeah. I, I just I just sat up and I said, what? What? Well, I just couldn't believe it. And then instantly I was like, I started singing, you about to lose your job. <laughs> your job. <laughs> you about to lose your, your job. job. Get this dance. I was <laughs> so joyful because it, I don't, you know what's so crazy? So someone, you know, there are a few haters in the comments on my comments, which I promptly blocked, but they were like, oh, this is not going to change much of anything. I said, I don't think you guys understand I think people think that we are holding Joe Biden up as a deity the way um, folks, many folks who love Trump hold him up. I'm like, girl, what part of, I'm not celebrating Joe Biden necessarily. I'm celebrating the fact that your dude ain't going to be here. I don't think people understand that like, this was for me, this was cutting out a cancer that had spread and was looking to kill the body. Mm -hmm. That's what this was for me. It was like, now maybe this body has a chance to live a healthy, normal life, maybe. So yeah, I'm like, I think a lot of the joy people don't realize is not so much that we're like, yeah, 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 Joe Biden, and more so, yeah, 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 not Trump. Okay, it could have been a a head of lettuce. I would have voted for the head of lettuce. (laughs) Well, I, you know, right before we, I know we were so, you know, last, when we did the last week's episode, we were like, oh God, you know, we're recording on Monday. What's the world going to be like? And the one hope I had was that the election would go off smoothly and that America could prove something that I think we've taken for granted, which is our fundamental right to cast a vote in a peaceful manner. I mean, this just doesn't happen in a lot of countries. And that is one of the cornerstones of our democracy. And I was like, listen, if we can't do this, I'm terrified for our future. And we did it. Like no evidence of fraud, you know, no evidence of real. I mean, of course, there's all kinds of, uh, you know, thanks to the work of amazing people like Stacey Abrams. We know all about Mm -hmm. voter suppression live and Mm -hmm. in color in 2020. But um, by by and large, record numbers of Americans voted. And oh, my God. And and at first I was like, you know, because because the mail in ballots were the ones that really came in. And I'm sure you saw the Avengers Endgame meme, which oh my was gosh. my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> I even yes. went I've never really looked for the source of a meme, but I made sure I gave that guy credit. John, something, oh, really? John Peretti. Some, I was like, he needs an Oscar. But truly, truly, truly. And the, the, the real poetry of the mail in ballots coming in is that. This motherfucker thought he won. <laughs> like, he, I, thought I, he, won he, he thought he won Tuesday. He went to sleep real happy Girl. Tuesday night. And he woke up like, what? what? <laughs> First of all, woke up because you told your people, don't you use so mail and balance? Yeah. I mean, bruh, you literally <laughs> lost by your own hand. You literally took a knife and cut off your own finger. Yes. I mean, I just, when I tell you the poetic justice, mm. the giggles. Mm. Like I said, I, I literally was like, hmm, who are all these main um, Republicans that talk mad smack on Twitter. I just I just want to see the comments. Yeah. I just want to see the shambles of the comments. And like I said, um, 
folks did not disappoint. And I love the meme of um of uh, Sister Act Two. Oh yes, uh, na, 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 that na, na, was another. Oh happy day! That was another great one. If you haven't Google that one, so you can get your delight. Um, yeah, and who I know that that young woman, that prophetic young woman, you about to lose your job. She did not know that she was going to be <laughs> a pivotal, a pivotal, yeah. a pivotal poetress <laughs> in this time of need. <laughs> I mean, yep. everybody You're fired. was leaving. Oh, and the, the, and it was like, so yes, I was so, I was so overjoyed and relieved and you're right. It wasn't just about, it was bigger than Biden. And you know, what's great about Biden is that he knew it was bigger than him. Mm -hmm. He let Kamala Harris go out first. He went out of his way to put a woman of color in that position. Of course she earned her, you know, she fought and she earned and she worked for that position. But at the end of the day, unfortunately, he was another white man with a decision to make. And yep. he could have gone a different way, and he he chose not to. I was shocked when he. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. When I heard him say, you know, when they were like, "We want a black woman as vice president," I was like, "Yeah, I, girls, like wait, that's not gonna happen." And when he yeah. showed, when he uh, chose um Kamala, um Kamala, Kamala, I got to say her name when right. He chose Kamala, Kamala. right? <laughs> when he chose her, I was like, "Wait, is this real?" Yeah. And you know, I was really, really shocked. And I just love how it came down. To the very people that you try to disenfranchise. Hey, Philly. Okay, black. Yes. Hey, Detroit. Oh, okay, black. Hey, Atlanta. Oh, blacky, black, black. It came down to some of the blackest cities mm. in this country yes. that pushed you out of office. Don't let anyone tell you that your vote doesn't count. Mm. I mean, for some places it was down to just a few thousand. Right your now he's only so ahead pitiful. by 10,000 in Georgia. And I mean, mm. so, they're, so they're, they're Georgia's still recount. too close to call, but mm -hmm. Georgia... <laughs> Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I, I was ready to accept whatever happened once I saw that Georgia had turned blue. And let's not call it blue. Let's call it purple because it is a razor thin margin. Mm -hmm. But every vote that put Biden in the lead, I was like, I feel like I know these people. Like, these are the people I try, like my family, my friends, the people that I know in Atlanta who haven't voted, who feel, who have felt so, who put their cynicism aside. Because I think at our core... The past, especially the past year and four years for me, has been about putting aside the cynicism that I know I, I could feel and choosing hope and trying to convince other people or not convince. It's not like I have the power to convince anybody, but I am so proud that people put aside their cynicism and maybe they went to the polls thinking it might not matter. But it must feel for anyone who voted, who had, who wasn't going to vote and you went anyway or you mailed in your ballot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It made a difference. And if you hadn't, we might not be sitting here. So y'all are the real MVPs. And it's not over. I am like my aunt, my yeah. my cousins were all like, "Yeah, Manny, we did it." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> "What y'all doing on January 5th?" Okay, uh, deadline to register. Yeah, to vote. because you already—it's been too quiet. This, there, uh, there's a toddler in the other room that's quiet. Yeah. That means they have scissors inside the the. <laughs> for real, when yeah. the toddler's too quiet, I'm like, mm, "The toddler's too quiet." Yeah. There. So I <laughs> until until like it is done, done. I I. Just expect shenanigans. He's not going to take this quietly. Who? What president doesn't concede? That's literally never happened in the history of our country. He is 
putting um, our democracy at risk around the world for his own personal gain. I didn't win. But I don't think that matters. Like his legal challenges, they really don't. I mean, maybe if we hadn't gotten Pennsylvania by such a clear, you know, margin, maybe, you know, we would have been more nervous if it was down to like a recount here and a recount there or a legal challenge there about ballots. But even if he won any frivolous lawsuit in Pennsylvania, I listened this morning, um, this was a New York Times that said, you know, or an expert on the New York Times, Times, um, or commentator, whatever, someone said, someone real, real smart from New York <laughs> Times, which I choose to believe in, said that even if he wins this legal challenge, the number of votes, because he's trying to say that what they're trying to what they're trying to challenge is these votes that were mailed in, but arrived three days after election day, which some uh, a, a federal or a state court or a federal court had ruled recently that they could accept those ballots, where in the past they, they wouldn't have accepted those ballots. So Trump and his cronies were trying to say, we must discount these votes because they came in a few days late. But anyway, there's not enough votes there to make up the difference. So, Mm. but the thing is like, you're right. It does not end here. I mean, I am, listen, my next thing is what I think, you know, Trump is probably like the the 70 million people voted for this guy. That should terrify everybody into staying vigilant. I feel like the, you know, I feel like there's going to be, we already have, you know, 4chan or QAnon, like we have these channels where, I mean, this isn't even conservatives. This is like very disturbing, you know, right wing um, folks. I don't even know right wing. They they find their own place to communicate and they're going to do that. There's going to be like a new, because you saw Twitter. One of my, the favorite things for me was how Twitter started to actually block. Yes. Like say, no, this isn't true. Um, uh, We're not even going to show you this tweet because we don't think it's true. And I think that they're going to go and start their own thing and, you know, make it easier for folks to not see the facts. you got to stay engaged. And when I said, you know, what are y'all doing January 5th? If you know anybody in Georgia, this is what Mm -hmm. really, really matters. There's two Senate runoffs, John Ossoff and... Ah, my brain is... No, no, no. I got it. I got notes, you guys. This is how nervous I was. I put my notes down. (laughs) Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Yes. So they're both facing runoff elections January 5th. And why are they... Someone someone at work was like, Mandy, can you explain the runoff situation in Georgia? So essentially, there were more candidates. There were enough candidates that if no one secured a majority of the vote, it goes to a runoff. So they take the top two vote getters and they say, okay, you're going to go into a a runoff. Or, or not the top two, but the top vote getters. So these are the two Democrats, Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. They're going up against Kelly Loeffler. Have you heard of Kelly? Do you know that Kelly Loeffler? No. She a nasty woman. <laughs> when they say nasty women, this is what they really mean. So she's like a, she's married to the bully, chairman of the of the stock exchange. She owns the, the this is, and talk about like hypocrisy. She owns the WNBA team, the Dream in Atlanta. Okay, Mm. so she owns a sports team made up of black women, and she was appointed to this seat. She didn't earn it. She was appointed because the former person who held the seat, Johnny Isaacson, he was, he stepped down for health health reasons, I think. So she was appointed, didn't have to run, but now she's on the ballot. And I mean... It was so bad this summer, and I was reading about this, the dream, the the team players, WNBA, WNBA players, literally showed up at a game with shirts that said, vote Warnock. 
and against their own <gasps> owner because that oh is how. I mean, you should just, I mean, don't waste your time because it'll just make you mad. But she, you know, her, her campaign messages is like, you know, of course, she's trying to vote against abortion rights, um, for gun rights. She did the whole campaign ad wearing the vest and the rifle over her shoulder. And, you know, she's a gajillionaire and all that stuff. Like, this is who we're voting you know, this is who could represent Georgia. And that is, I'm sorry, I, I, that is not for me what Georgia's about. So if you agree, if you agree and you don't want someone like that um, re representing you in Congress, you've got to vote and tell anyone you know in Georgia. Okay, so here are some key dates. Tiffany, I promise you're going to, I'm going to shut up soon, but I got to say my, I got to say my dates because I <laughs> no, wrote them go down. No, don't do it, do here, it, do here's it. Here's my notes. <laughs> here's my notes. Um, okay, so December 7th is not that far away. That is a deadline for new folks to register to vote. And if you know any teenagers who are going to be 18 by January 15th, 2021, they can still register. So get, just tell them we're going to go for a short drive. Oh no, you don't have to drive anywhere. You can do it online. Register to vote mm. by the 7th of December. Early voting starts the 14th of December. So you don't have to ruin your holiday plans. And the official election day for the runoff is January 5th. Why are these two seats so important other than Georgia deserves to be represented by people who actually represent their best interest? This will determine likely whether or not Democrats hold the majority in, in the, the Senate. Senate. The Senate, you guys. Do you want to know why we've had all these conservative judges from the Supreme Court all the, you know, down the line across the country appointed? It's because the Senate holds those votes. They hold that power. And if we don't hold the majority, unfortunately, to say all this talk of bipartisanship and unity, that's bullshit. Like, mm -hmm. they're going to vote along party lines. So it's very important. If you truly, if you don't just support Biden and Harris and what they stand for, if you support the policies and the issues that Democrats support, working families, women's reproductive rights, gun, uh, 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 what is the right, what, is, what am I trying to say? Gun protections, yes. <laughs> gun restrictions. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't, if and, and forget, and I didn't mention the, pandem the pandemic, like mm -hmm. if you support wearing a damn mask, like you want Democrats to hold the majority in the Senate. So I, unfortunately it all comes down to these, you know, these two races in Georgia. But if you know anybody, that's my alarm. I have to um, wake up the baby from his late nap. Um, <laughs> Um, and he's going to be super annoyed by me, but uh, that's fine. Anyway, I just Georgia, 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 and this is this is really serious. And I am my my cousins are already tired of me, but I don't care because um I it's too so important. It's too too important. And whew, anyway, oh, all right, Tiff, now you talk. <laughs> How did you celebrate? Did you celebrate? Were you in them streets without a, with with a mask but not social distancing? No, I wasn't because I was just I'm not really one for crowds. Um, but I just celebrated. Just honestly, I just I must have been on Instagram for like hours straight, just soaking up the joy of folks. And as you know, I'm really cool with one of the well, two of the um, co-founders of um, Black Lives Matter. And um, I was just messaging with Patrice Colors um, um, oh, from right, Black right, Lives right, Matter. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because just it was just crazy because just a a year or so ago she uh, Black Lives Matter was getting the honor of um of getting the uh, kidney uh, Sydney Peace Prize which is a huge 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 honor yes. and um, I was messaging with her and I said you know what 
look how I just telling her how proud I was of her because she she and the other founders were um, on the cover of Time magazine, what the hundred most influential people, and something she had posted, and I was like, look how the tide turns. This is what I told her from being called a terrorist organization mm. to changing the outcome of an election. Mm. There are those that said that activism was dead, but I say stiff wear. I don't know if you know the meme with the little girl is like showing off her hair. She was like, they tried to say my hair was stiff, stiff wear, <laughs> basically like Mm-mm, I'm fly. And she said, yes. thanks, love. It feels really good to be here. I just, when I just tell you, it just, this is what, ha- whenever they tell you, oh, your social media activism doesn't mean anything, let's be clear, the Black Lives Matter movement, had that not happened, mm. then we likely would not have been here. I'm not going to lie, COVID, you know you are you a, a salty hoe, but- had COVID not happened, mm-hmm. people would not have come out in mass mm-hmm. voting via mail. And also, too, I think a lot of people wouldn't have seen, like, yo, this is really crazy. He don't yep. really care. Like, and, we're going to die out here. Yes. And if and if you weren't terrified the pandem- by the pandemic, it's so sad to me. But we have to thank Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and all the other um, Amon Aubrey, the, the Black Americans who were shot by police. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it, you know, add them to the list of people who had to die for us to get our shit together in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and it, you know, I, I, we have to thank them and their families. Um, it, it's nothing that they ever wanted to be thankful for, I'm sure. But you're right. I mean, the COVID made us sit our asses down. These mm-hmm. unjust killings by police officers, um, which, listen, have happened, and you don't, I don't need to tell you, but have happened for decades, for generations, mm-hmm. but it forced us to sit down and and look and see what was going on. And I really felt hopeful this summer when I when I heard the conversations we had, the fact that my mother was talking to me about race, that my stepdad said he was going to vote Republican. I'm sorry, vote Democrat after being a lifelong Republican. These were signs that to me things were changing. Um, Honestly, and I wasn't that hopeful. I was like, because I was I so know. devastated last time. <laughs> I feel like I was always I was, Pollyanna, and you were like. Mm. <laughs> But you, but you well, know, because, to, but you, Tiffany, you have a fucking right to be cynical. You do. I know, I you just, don't have to feel bad you know about it was? that. I didn't want my heart to be broken. I mm-hmm. said, because honestly, I was mouth agape last time. I was caught so off guard. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, what, wait, what, 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 what? I did not want that to happen this time. So I said, you know what? If this is going to be, I was talking to a friend of mine and he's, he's kind of chubby. And I said, I'm nervous. He's like, I said, I have so much anxiety. He was like, why? And he was, I was like, the elections. He was like, you know what I've decided? Regardless of what happens tomorrow, I still wake up fat and black. And I was <laughs> rolling. <laughs> it's true though. I know. It's true. It was like, so that gate, that took a little of the anxiety off. Cause basically what he was saying that, there's still going to be similar issues that are still here mm-hmm. and we will we have dealt with it we will learn to deal with it and through it and and you know we'll figure out a way but so it helped a little bit but certainly mm-hmm. the anxiety was really high because the truth of the matter is half the country still voted one way mm-hmm. you know and, and and surprisingly his numbers his percentages rose in, mm-hmm. in white women he found like it 6 rose million in, new fools to believe in him I mm-hmm. don't know where and they also came from. Um, numbers rose with black men um, yeah. numbers rose. Honestly, I mean, it didn't really rise with white men because it, it's like no more could have voted for him. Like, we already tapped you out fully. Yeah. Um, 
So it just, one of the, power, I don't know if you saw this, I'll send it to you on Instagram. One of the most powerful videos I saw was this Native American gentleman exit his car and dance, the joy in his dance. Mm. And there was someone in the comments, it was just so beautiful. And I didn't know, I knew the dance meant something, but I didn't know what, because you could just, it was just so purposeful, his foot, footsteps, right? And mm. a woman in the comments said, I'm Native American, right, that, right there is what he's doing is called the warrior dance, is the dance that you do after you defeat an enemy. Mm. When I tell you the boohooing, because it was so powerful. We were all just in, like, you know, the fact that she shared that with us, it was like, that's what I'm feeling. And I could just feel his joy and his relief. And he was wearing like a flannel shirt and some jeans, but you could, you could see the regalia that wasn't there on him. And so, yeah, I'm just, I just. Doesn't it feel good to be a hero? Yeah, just and a you, little spark of hope. And you don't need to be a super, like, this is the, and I'm so, like, kids will see, we we made something happen because we did something very simple. You didn't have to be the smartest or the fastest or the strongest or the prettiest or the tallest. You just had to go and vote. That's all you had to do. And you saved this country in so many ways. And I, that, and people's expression of joy after so many months of, pain and anguish and anxiety, like to see people feel. And I think, and especially my own reaction, that visceral need to run literally into my street and up and down the block, I couldn't hold it in. Like, I just, I just, my husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm putting my shoes on. I have to be in the streets. And, 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 every, and as you can see from all the footage on like cable network uh, or news, just in general, so many thousands of people felt mm-hmm. the same. We just mm-hmm. wanted to dance. We just wanted to yep. scream. We wanted to be out there and rejoice. And 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 what made me sad is I I, I know like for example I live in a, a majority minority neighborhood. We're very progressive, and I felt very safe running my black ass down the street. <laughs> like no one's gonna call the cops on me. Low key, I did bring the dog so I would look less crazy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I I felt and 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 even though on the on the video that I posted, I came back and and took a little break because I was so tired. But um, a lot of my neighbors once I woke their ass, once I woke them up, um, they were out in the streets too, and we were having a little like impromptu block party. But um, I, love I felt very safe doing that, and I know and from the comments I got on my video that a lot of people don't live in places where they feel safe celebrating, yeah. and I just hope. I, I just don't want y'all to have to hold it in, like live in this joy, like take advantage of this rare moment of a win in this dumpster fire of a year. Find some way to celebrate in whatever way you can and just go hug a baby. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just, it was so crazy because yes. I, I, I take a walk just about every day and there are just, because I mean, Newark is largely like black and Hispanic, like largely. Mm. And um, Beautiful. in my neighborhood, same, you know, sprinkle of other here and there, but there was um, a, maybe one or two houses that had a Trump sign and I would walk by this one house in particular, which I thought was so odd because they had this a Puerto Rican flag and a Trump sign. I'm like, you you don't remember how he treated Puerto Rico? Mm. Latinos, so though, I, just, I mean, listen, like the majority of Latinos did vote against Trump, but yes. um, there's a fair number who 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 voted for him. So, yes, I just thought that was so odd considering in particular, like what happened, you know, mm-hmm. do, like, do, you know, when um, um, when tragedy struck uh, uh, Puerto Rico. And so anyway, so I so literally the next morning, you know, I went for my walk. When I tell you them signs were down so fast, I said, mm-hmm. oh. Oh, no, 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 stand up in it. JK. <laughs> JK, hey, y'all. Hey, Tiffany. Your neighborhood's gorgeous. Those photos you, you posted, 
And someone told me, um, black women in the suburbs, where do you live? I'm like, <laughs> lots of black people live in the suburbs, yes. okay? Like, it's, and, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure we're in the minority, but, you know, that's what pissed me off the most when, you know, Republicans and Trump would talk about people in the suburbs, they're coming to get you. They're coming for your, they're going to be your neighbors. Mm. I'm like, we are the neighbors and we, are, we already exist. So, like, we, we, like, white flight happened, like, I don't know. 50, 60 yeah, years ago? Like, that was a thing? Exactly. That's why Newark is so very black right now, yeah. because so many people left. And honestly, like you said, that I, I love my neighborhood. It's largely historic homes. But when I tell you, so many times when a new family moves in, I would say 60 to 70% of the time, it's a black or brown family. And I love that uh, because, yes. you know, we, we still get phone calls every day. You're looking to sell you how click. I'm mm-hmm. not. Um, gentrification is trying hard here, but what I love about our our mayor is that um, one, his father was Amiri Baraka, who was like poet laureate and like very active in the Black Power movement in the '60s, and he is a student of that. So our mayor Ross Baraka does not play that, mm-hmm. which I love. And so yeah, it is a you know people will say so much about Newark, but. This neighborhood, I mean, certainly Newark obviously has its parts that's like, not so cute. And, you know, and I get that. But there are parts in Newark that are just so beautiful. And that's what I wanted to share. Like, these are not even, I mean, that was like a little short walk. I haven't even, I have favorite houses that did not make the list. Some of these houses were built in 1910 and they're just so gorgeous. And Mm. the streets are quiet. And, you know, and when I, you know, when people do come out, it's usually somebody brown waving, hair wrapped up as they're walking their dog. I just love yeah. it, honestly. Sounds um, like Atlanta, which, yes. by the way, I, I, my heart has been tugging me back down south for quite some time now. Ooh. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to make it up here, y'all. But, <laughs> I mean, I love my neighborhood so much. And I'm so glad we found the little tiny Atlanta of uh, Westchester County. But, God, the joy, the joy. And and the thank joy. you, like, Tiffany and Brown Ambition for giving us a place to share and amplify our joy because there's people who don't have microphones and and get to like, you know, share in that and and feel like their voices are being heard. And I read every single one of y'all's comments and messages, whether you were, you know, sending them to me on Insta or to the Brown Ambition Instagram. I read them. I relished in every last ounce of that joy. Keep sending us your, you know, send us your reactions. Send us, you know, messages. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know what you're doing next, you know? Yes. Personally, I feel, I don't, I didn't know you could have a happiness hangover, but like that's a thing that I've now invented, I guess. I'm, I just felt like I could sleep for weeks. Oh, happiness hangover. A happiness hangover. Like <laughs> last night that. I was so tired, so tired and just like, what is this? I guess it's just, it's like you had so much tension and the, you know, you were just like this uphill battle for so long. And I feel like I needed a tiny little break, but I woke up this morning just feeling like, what, I need to do something. Like I need to get involved somehow locally in local politics. And if you guys are feeling the same way, you um, and I know our, a lot of our audience are Black women, so I wanted to talk, just mention a couple of groups. I mentioned Higher Heights before, which is a, a nonprofit that seeks to get more women of color, especially Black women in office. And there's also a group called She Should Lead. Uh, that you can check out and really great because they have tips and like even like little courses on how you and I'm not talking about running for president. I mean, like town, you know, school boards, you know, like these like town councils, you know, these these small mini democracies within our democracy where, you know, your voice can have an impact. And it starts with 
it starts at the community level. And yeah, I, I just hope this momentum keeps going. Tiff, I hope that I hope that um, we never forget how hard it took us to go back the other direction. Yeah. But I'm so, so proud. I'm so proud. I've never been more proud to be American. And just know that there are people now who are what my friend used to call punching potatoes in the garage. So he would always say what? that. <laughs> I know it's going to sound crazy, but That's he would always painful. say, like, if, if we went somewhere and, you know, let's just say, you know, some guy was trying to flex or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's acting crazy. He's like, man, you know what? What I learned? He said, I'll leave people alone because you don't know who's been in the garage for the last 10 years punching potatoes, basically preparing for the day. Day that you say something and they spaz out and now um, they have all the strength. And so what I'm just saying is that there are those who are like, okay, they're right now punching potatoes in the garage waiting for four years to come out in full force. So we can't forget and we can't slack and we can't be lax. We, we, this is just the beginning. We, we're going to have to come out with full force because the potato punchers certainly will be. Absolutely. And a lot of those pun- potato punchers, I mean, I never referred to them that way, but I'm related to a lot of them. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, you know, the holidays are coming up and I think people are really grateful that they have an excuse not to be gathering with their families this year. <laughs> sad enough, sad enough. I personally would not be looking forward to some of my relatives around the Thanksgiving table, but I am looking forward to the holidays in general. And I have to do a quick shout out to Dr. Imani Walker because she she was a guest on our show recently and she's on a Bravo show called Married to Medicine. And But she's a whole ass like psychiatrist, therapist. She's amazing. And her podcast is called Imani State of Mind. This is not a paid ad, although they have paid us in the past to run ads for them. But um, this is a freebie. <laughs> this is a freebie. I was looking for something to listen to while I was like doing, it was wash day yesterday. And I was like, nothing political. I just want something, you know, Interesting, but like not gonna, you know, not just give me a break from politics. And I turned on her podcast and it was so, it's so funny. It's her and her good friend whose name I forget now, but it reminds me of, of you and I, Tiff, and they talk about mental health issues and uh, it was, episode was about seasonal depression and like how, mm. you know, but anyway, I got my, I got such a chuckle out of listening to her talk about how excited she is for the holidays and I am too. And I, I really look forward to finishing out 2020. Like, let's try to end on a high note. Like, wear your damn masks. Don't forget mm-hmm. COVID's out there. But let, I'm just ready for more joy. Joy, joy, joy. Oh, so I'm like, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Hey, down in my heart. When you said that, it reminded me of that. Oh, I can't wait to share my boots with you later, but we'll get there. We'll get there. But before we do, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and answer some questions. Questions. Try to keep it non-political, but yes, so happy. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. 
State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Right, y'all, we are back. And once again, if you guys want to hit us up with your questions, I know that this, y'all already know where to, where to do it, but I just can't help myself. Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us an email or you can hit us up on Instagram, we're at brownambitionpodcast on the gram. And I should never have told y'all to message me directly as a backup <laughs> because that is what's been happening. I do have to, before I read some questions, Tiff, um, one of our listeners uh, sent a message to the BA Insta account. And remember I told y'all, basically, I am Brown, I'm Brown Ambition customer support for the um, <laughs> online store, which is fine. Y'all are very good customers. But this, this one listener, um, her name is Ash, Ashley, Ashy. She messaged me and was like, look, I really want to get my daughter, you know, an outfit, but the onesie is like $25, but the but the sweatshirt's $30. Like, how does that work? And I'm like, you know what? She's right. And she was like, I don't know how merchandising works. Or she said, I don't know how merchandising works, but maybe y'all could look into that. And I was like, you know what, Ash? I don't know how merchandising works either. <laughs> that is why the prices are cray cray. So thanks to her. I mean, that was a really good point. It was pretty dumb. Um, and I think I just went by the full recommended prices. But listen, I have reduced the price of our Brown Ambition uh, onesies for your children. So go pick them up. Um, they're <laughs> like $9 off. And now I know why they weren't selling. Okay, fair, fair <laughs> point, Miss Ashy. So thanks, y'all. And again, brownambitionstore.com is where you can pick up your Brown Ambition swag. And I've never felt more excited to rock that logo. My swag just came in today. It did, yay! Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Literally, it, like I just went downstairs and I was like, "Ooh, a bag, my swag." <laughs> <laughs> we need pictures right now. Yes. Um, okay, but let's get into these DMs and get some questions up. Our first question comes from a listener who wants to remain anonymous, but we'll just call her. Uh, we'll just call her Cynthia for now. Cynthia says, I'm a 25-year-old single woman who recently started her first job. My credit score is great, and I've been really good at saving throughout college. I have about $40,000 in the stock market, and I'm wondering if I should pull it out and use that as my down payment for a house. In addition, what are your thoughts on whether I should move my money to a managed investment account? Thank you so much for the show. It has been a fundamental part of my financial journey. So to be clear, the stock market, but that this is not her. Um, this is not her retirement account. She doesn't say. She says the stock market, which is my question. Like, what do you mean a stock market? Do you have a four hundred one k? But first of all, forty k at twenty five. Can we That's just awesome. slow clap for that? That is mm-hmm. really really impressive. And she's looking to get a house um, already. Single, twenty five. Recent. Oh, recently started her first job. Already has forty k. So I'm wondering if this is like a brokerage account. But nevertheless, like a lot of young people, she's looking at the housing market, wondering if she should jump in and then like, how do I pay for it? So yeah. So, I mean, Tiff, what do you think about dipping into your, some people actually will invest 
so they can for this reason. Yes, yeah, for I was going to say I'm, I'm not opposed. Now I'm going to caveat, caveat, caveat. Mm. I'm going to assume that when you say stock market, you mean because to me there are two core avenues for investing. There's investing for retirement. That's for your old lady self, Wanda. That's what I call my old lady self. And then there's investing for wealth. So investing for retirement is for future, you know, future life. Investing for wealth, to me, it's the purpose is to make your life better now, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to assume that you are investing for retirement and this is not your retirement money. That's what we're just going to assume. That being said, I have no problem pulling money out of the investing for wealth bucket because that's the purpose. One of my sister did this. Remember the one that you guys have one on here all the time? She's like, no, girl. But <laughs> yeah. so Carol. when you, <laughs> years ago, Carol, she's an engineer and she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this company Tesla, yada, yada, Tesla, Tesla. I was like, girl, I don't know what those words mean. <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm telling you, Tesla, Tesla, Tesla. I think she bought it for $30 a damn share. <laughs> and she scraped together $1,500, which was like so much money that, because she was so young. Because if I was like in my, uh, I am, I'm like five or six years older than Carol. So if I was in my like late 20s, she was like in her mid to early 20s. So she scraped together $1,500 because she believed in it so much. Just, I guess, as being an, en an engineer, she had studied, whatever. So she did that. And then um, years later, she sold it I want to say maybe at three hundred dollars. What was she? So by the time she sold it, she had gotten her return on the fifteen hundred was about thirty thousand mm. dollars. Now that makes it, it wasn't her retirement. It wasn't. It, she and she used it. She and her husband, um, her um, her boyfriend at the time, she convinced him buy some Tesla as well. Well, and then they used it. They sold it and used it to pay for their wedding. To me, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily because it's it's not investing for your retirement it's not money that you're setting aside for your future older self to me investing for wealth is to be used now and especially now if you have your ears to the streets like i did um warren buffett has stated many times that he feels that this stock market is so overpriced by like over 100 percent Meaning mm -hmm. that the stocks are inflated, which means that they're that those jeans that you're buying for a hundred dollars really are more so worth twenty five, and eventually the market's going to correct itself. So it actually wouldn't be the worst thing to pull some money out now and put it towards something that you know that this is really the 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 value. Is um, Tiffany's opinion not financial is, advice? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Do not sue me, sue your grandma. So <laughs> it's what she would do, not yes. what you have to do. Yeah, but also too, like, but there's nothing wrong with keeping your money there either. But I just want you to know that I think a lot of people would think, Mandy, that I'd be like, no, leave it. Mm, not, not the investing for wealth bucket. Um, I mm. think that it's it's there to be used, kind of like for for things like this. If you if you find it, um, it fits your your ultimate financial plans and goals. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure what my answer was to this question until I'm sitting here listening to you and. I, I agree with your with what you're saying, Tiff. You definitely, you know, if that's your purpose and you've got your and you're still young, right? So you got plenty of time to, um, you know, keep contributing to your retirement account and all of that. And, you know, ownership, home ownership is a great way to build wealth too. It can be, you know, depending on uh, it's a, it's a slow and steady kind of way to build wealth and equity in your home, but a way nevertheless. Um, so what I would say is, if you're thinking about, you know, cashing out your entire account. And I don't know necessarily what percentage that could be for a down payment. Maybe it's 10%, maybe it's 20. I will say one of the things that I wish I had done differently about my home purchase was not not put so much cash down. 
because I think I just got caught up in doing things the right way and I wanted to put 20% down so I would avoid PMI and that's how you, you know, you, 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 that's the, that's the financially responsible way to get a house. You don't need to do it that way. And in fact, if you look at, you know, the potential you have to gain by keeping your money in the stock market versus the potential you have for your home to appreciate in value, you know, you on average, um, you know, over a decent time horizon, like five to 10 years or longer, you probably will earn more in the stock market than your home will increase in value unless, you know, you're you happen to get in right when the market is down and, and you know, hot real estate market. And then like, I don't know, Trader Joe's comes into town and then stock prices jump or something like that. But I would just think, you know, if I could do things differently, I might have put less down and kept more cash in my investment account because I could have definitely qualified for a low down payment mortgage. There's all kinds of you know, first-time homebuyer programs and, you know, loans out there I could have gotten to keep more of my cash on hand for emergencies, but also for stock market investing, for the renovation that we did, you know, all that. So that's all I would add to that. But I just think kudos for having 40K at all. It took me a long time to get there and I was not 25. I think (laughs) I opened my 401K when I was 24. So, yeah. Yes. I actually, I was there, but I didn't have the money invested. I think at 25, this is like before I'd messed up all my money. Mm. Um, so it was like, you know, it was like, basically it's like I had a new, I had a brand new car before I crashed it because almost everyone crashes their first car in some way, shape or form. No, but as Mandy said, kudos, kudos to you, but you know, make sure that we're not talking about your retirement account because that's just a different animal. We really want you to set aside for your, for your future old lady self. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, thank you very much for your question and thanks for listening to the show. Man, if you started listening five years ago, you were 19. That makes me Aww, so happy. Oh, the babies listen. The babies. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, let's take another question. Question. This one made me a little bit sad, but I feel like a lot of folks, unfortunately, especially women who listen to our show, may, may identify with the circumstances here um, and the feeling that this, this listener has. We'll keep her anonymous. We'll call her... Um, Uh, What's a name, Tiffany? Think of a name. Sandra. We'll call her Sandra. Okay. Sandra says, yesterday I was fired from my new job. I only worked there two full weeks. When I started working there, I was met with so much hate from the white women at this law firm like I have never seen before, like evilness. I feel like this election made them want to retaliate towards any black person around, aka me. I've been a paralegal for 14 years. The good news is that I've been listening to your podcast for years and have made it my business to save my money so I have my expenses covered for the next few months. Do you know anywhere I can go and work as a black woman and feel safe and not attacked for being black? I live in St. Louis, Missouri. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you'll see this, but maybe you will. Thank you. Oh, St. Louis. Now that you say, I know this sounds kind of random, but I have a friend, Christina, which don't laugh. Her name is Christina Aguilera. I know. Wait for but real? Christina, <laughs> yes. Poor thing. <laughs> Christina with a K. But Christina's in her tw- 20s. Oh, she might have just turned 30, but she is amazing. She is um, like almost single-handedly buying up St. Louis. This is where she's from. And she is turning um, some of these depressed um, um, neighborhoods with dilapidated houses. She is buying them. She is um, flipping them. And then she's making them beautiful, affordable homes for people. So she's amazing. So I wonder 
If you shot me an email, just go to thebudgetista.com and click contact. I'm going to hit Christina up. You never know. You know, she's in St. Louis and you're a paralegal. She's in real estate. So, and she's honestly one of these people that wants to see other women, especially win. Mm. So there might be something there. But also too, I I have a, um, my attorney... Her name is uh, Tony. She's amazing, amazing, amazing. Tony went to an Ivy League school. And then I think she has her doctorate. She's just amazing. But it, it also might just help. She's also really kind. I'm already putting Tony out there. But <laughs> maybe just helping to, to chat with someone about um, who's in that field, about, you know, what are some options. I, I don't know that Tony herself is looking for someone, but she might she might know in that field, you know what, a friend of mine is looking for someone. So mm-hmm. I would say, Sandra, you've already taken the first core step, which is to ask for help because you just don't know who people know or what opportunities are out there. But if you hit me up at budgetista.com, you just click the contact me button. I will at the very least connect you with those two women and you never know. Yeah. I mean, this is, there's a couple different questions here. I feel like that aren't being, but you know, that are just wrapped up in this, which is like, oh shit, I had a job for two weeks and I was let go. You know, how do I position myself for the next opportunity? You know, do I put this on my resume? What if they call for, ask for a reference, whatnot? But you've been Mm -hmm. working, you said, for 14 years. So I imagine you've got good references on your file. I would say, you know, I'm not, I'm not in the legal field, but if anyone listening knows anyone in the St. Louis area looking for paralegal services, and I bet even beyond St. Louis, because COVID times, right? Everyone's working from Mm -hmm. home. So if anybody Mm -hmm. needs paralegal services and want to give us, you know, shout us out, uh, send us a note on Insta or at our email, you know, maybe we can connect you to Sandra or at least, um, I love how you're, we're using a fake name and we're both pronouncing it differently. You're Sandra. I'm Sandra. (laughs) Anyway, um, anyway, and, and also just like the point, you know, how to working in a place where you don't feel welcome as a black woman, as a black woman. Um, and do, do we know anywhere she could work where she doesn't have to feel this way? It, it's, it's difficult. I think I've said on the show before, especially after this summer, I kind of made a commitment to myself. I wasn't going to work for another company as long as I had a choice that made me feel like inclusion was an afterthought or something that was just on paper, but not in action. But it is a good question. Like, how do you know if the place you're working for is going to be friendly to to you or where you'll feel comfortable if you're a person of color from different background or different sexuality or whatnot? And I would say you might have to be proactive because not every, and not all companies are big, right? So not every like employer is going to go out of their way to introduce you to other colleagues, to introduce you to folks who might be on your team if you were to be hired, to have you talk to someone in HR who can answer questions about inclusivity. But you can ask for those things yourself, and that may ha- they may help get you at least, you know, if you can't go physically in the building these days, if you are able to Zoom some folks and you know, ask them about their experiences and kind of get a sense of, do I want to work with these types of people? Mm-hmm. Even that's not a foolproof plan. And I'm but sorry. But certainly look to see yeah. in, I was just talking to one of my sisters today. She used to work for this big company that we won't name. Mm. And um, she was mistreated really badly. Um, First she of left, all, I like, just have to say, whenever you say that, people are like, I think it's Chase. I think it's that. Oh, no. I'm like, it's not It's not Chase. <laughs> but you're in the, you're, just, you're war. Everyone hates I'll Chase. just say that. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, she left like, uh, this is uh, Tracy who is now my bomb ass publicist who has been getting me on everything that you can think of. Um, so she was mistreated by her, um, her direct supervisor, like really bad. So much so she developed anxiety. It just was really, really bad. And they did nothing to protect her. She actually was, we were talking today. She was just telling me that she went out to lunch with some of her old colleagues and they were, um, saying how, so many of them wanted to be in different roles or positions, but went out to get a specific type of degree, an MBA. But the, they didn't know that the role or the the positions that they were looking for required a different type of higher level um, education. And and if you looked in those roles, there's no black people in those roles. Mm-hmm. And I just I think that that's something to take note of. That if you're working for a place and you think to yourself, in 10 years, in five years, I'd like to be dot, dot, dot. But there's no one that looks like you in that role. And it's not a small company. I could see if it's like, you know, under 20 people, under 30 people. But even then, but there's no one in a company of hundreds of people in that role. Girl, run. Run as fast as you can. They're not interested in developing black and brown talent Mm -hmm. in that arena. You can't tell me that there's not a plethora of talented people. Of course there are. Um, and you can look on LinkedIn to look too. To. I have done this mm-hmm. just for just to see, you know, let me see this company. Let's see who works there. And let's just do a quick scroll through profile pics. Exactly. Or company like. websites where you can see who's on the board, who's at the C level, who's at the entry level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, it's just, and these companies, you know, what's so crazy to me that this, it's, this is an old kind of legacy company and uh, I suspect it'll be floundering soon because they have just not moved with the times and um, they're just not connecting in the way that they used to. And when their current clientele dies off, I don't know what they're going to do because young people ain't with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have refused to to pivot. And so they lose, just like the, the supervisor that that pushed her out. They are now pushing that woman out. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, look, look how good works. Um, <laughs> don't you don't y'all keep your, an eye on your ex employers sometimes just to see how things <laughs> we all have those exes, but like, yes. Mm. I see someone else left after me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, your stock like, price mm, went down. Okay. Mm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it's funny how that worked out, ain't yes. it? So, um, so it's a, it's, it's, it's even though it's terrible that you know you felt pushed out, it's better for your mental, emotional well being to find a place. And you know, we put the we put the APB out there. Reach out to me. Hopefully, uh, a BA listener might have a lead for you. But you've you've done the right thing, which is to open your mouth and ask for help. Love it. All right. Thank y'all so much for your questions. Don't mind the whirring behind me. That is a hot water heater that I hope will stop um, (laughs) replenishing uh, very soon. Yes. And now it's time to boost or break or boost or break or boost or break. I want to do a boosty breaky. What about you, Mandra? I am going to do a boost, but you can go first because you said you were so excited. And yeah, I well, first let me first. start with the with the break, just because it's kind of like the audacity. So okay. someone wrote me today <clears throat> on Instagram. I'm not gonna say your name because you know I don't want you to get dragged. She for, like this is someone who's been messaging me like, oh my god, I love your message. You know, like just hitting on Instagram here and there. So she wrote me today. Hello there. <clears throat> I just want you to know that I needed a breakthrough on how I looked at money. I was finally able to see it when I heard you. Oh, so nice. But. I want to be honest. I have a hard time following the black lingo you use. <laughs> lowercase b. What the? Okay, girl, keep girl, going. No, keep, listen, yeah, listen. Sorry. Keep going. If you speak 
plain English, I can follow you, you, not Y-O-U, just the letter U, because you know, black lingo, and understand you. 50% of the time, I have no idea what you are saying as it is black slang. Girl, when I say the audacity of caucasity. What? <laughs> you know what I did? I said, black. You're going to have to get your breakthrough someplace else, boo <laughs> Not up in here. I I'm mean, not even responding. You got lots of other options who do speak your Girl. language, <laughs> boo-boo child. Yes. I mean, um, first of all, I, I, I mean, obviously, yes, I'm black. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, even if I did felt feel like I used a whole bunch of black slang and lingo, so what? I don't feel like I necessarily do. Certainly do I throw it in here and there. But honestly, ma'am. I speak English, obviously, mm. because you got your breakthrough, okay? Mm. Um, and now your breakthrough has been blocked. I just don't know what someone thought that you could reach out to ask me to change, to accommodate you, to accommodate you as if you were my mother, my sister, my cousin. And even if you were, the only person that I would change to accommodate would be like, a potential baby because you don't have no choice. Girl, you tried it. I was rolling. So you don't have to share it with her in the group chat. We were flaming her. We were all just rolling. They're like, oh, she going to have to get her breakthrough from somebody else. <laughs> and someone was like, if you don't understand it, it's not for you. So it was just, um, yeah, it was, honestly, I wasn't even, I was more like mouth open, like, oh, she tried it. I know she's going to be like, wait, am I, am I blocked? Mm-hmm. You are. I'm, I don't even know if she listens to I the I wonder if that's like a Russian bot. Like that's, no, because, that is, but, I'm just like, but, I'm just joking, but that, the, the, I, it's hard for me to compute and I've seen, yes. you know, I know that there's crazy, you know, shit that on the internet, people feel real safe out there, um, yes. in the internet streets, but I am shocked. I'm genuinely like, she really <laughs> went out of her way to, and she thought she was like being polite. She could tell. She's like, oh, yes. girl, you are so amazing. But girl, oh, when, you, when you sound like a black girl, whew, I'm surprised she didn't ask to talk to your manager so she could. Uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> too bad you're so the goddamn my, CEO. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my break. But whatever. That's a light break. My yeah. boost is I. So remember last time I was having a, like a breakdown because I just was so overwhelmed. And I said, it's good things. But which time? I don't. I know exactly, but just so many cookies, so many oh, puppies, yes. so cookie, many cookie, kittens. Cookie. Oh my bad, yes. that was <clears throat> that was weird. Um, new mom, go ahead. <laughs> right, and so I um and I remember I said that there was a woman that um that had emailed me a little while ago who said that she could help me to find a um um therapist account a therapist right and so I could not remember her name and then a brown ambition listener actually reached out to me and said hey Tiffany you know I know you were looking for someone I heard you on a podcast and I'm not sure who she was but my friend Stephanie she's amazing and um this is you know she can help you and I was like okay and then I I went to Stephanie's website it was the same woman that had reached out to me like a month ago and I was like so it was just I just felt like it wasn't a coincidence, you know? So Stephanie and I had a call on Friday and I'm not going to lie. I was exhausted and I usually take my Fridays off and I just did not um, feel like speaking with with anyone. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, why did I plan this on Friday? You know? Um, And so what I did was we had a call and I'm not going to lie. It was amazing because one, Stephanie herself is a therapist and she started her company because she found that so many people, um, they, you know, that they they were misaligned with their therapist. Like, are you sure that you need a therapist? Are you sure it's not a life coach or a, or a psychiatrist or something else? And hmm. 
Mm. because she's a therapist herself. And um, she and the woman who actually wrote me, thank you, shout out to you, um, Miss Patterson. I won't say your first name just in case you don't want people to know. Um, but Miss Patterson, girl, you have all the letters after your name. E-D-E-D-D-R-N-C-N-N. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I was like, ooh, I love smart brown women. Um, she earned so every one of those she, letters, I bet. <laughs> exactly. So she sent, um, you know, um, she's like, you know, my girl Stephanie, which so I had the call with her. And she was amazing. Stephanie has her master's. I'm not sure. Um, um, and I'm assuming in psychology or psychiatry or, or whatever. So we, we spoke for about an hour and the, the purpose, of, it was basically a session, but it was a session to see what I needed. And after like, you know, talking through at first, she was like, let, you know, some, you know, just from hearing you, Tiffany, at first I'm thinking, is this a life coach that you need? But as I spoke a little bit more, she's like, mm, nope, I see the need for some therapy here. Um, and I told her, you know, one of the things that was holding me back is that I, I know it's going to take time to weed through and find people. I just have been too overwhelmed to do so. And she's like, no, that's why I'm here. I'm going to take stock of all. She asked me a bunch of questions and we talked and she said, I'm going to take stock of all that you're saying. I am going to vet. She's like, I have a huge network and and, and she uses um, some other online channels. And then she's going to whittle it down to about two to four, typically three that, you know, that she's at, that she, after reaching out to folks and she's going to want me to have like 15 minute conversations with the two to four and then um, rate them. And then she and I will talk again and really pick the one that I think would be the best fit. She encourages her clients speak with, have at least three sessions before saying it's not a fit. And then if you find that, you know, it wasn't, then we start the process again. But she herself was amazing, girl. I was boohooing. Okay. Interesting. I was like, well, yes, it was. She's like a one. therapist broker. Yes, it was. I didn't know that so thing good. existed. Me either. So her company is called. Navi Psych, so N A V I P S Y C H, um, Navi Psych, and but she just her demeanor was just exactly what I needed. I I felt heard, I felt seen, and there were some things that I really like unlocked that I realized that like trauma things that were I, I thought to myself maybe one of the reasons that I've been feeling like out of touch with the success that's happening is because maybe it's just coming on too fast, too furious. And that's really just not it. That I have built this trauma response that I've been living in this space for a long time because um, I, I don't allow myself to go too high or too low, even before Budgetista. And it's because the I'm scared of how low the low is. And so I never get to experience how high the high is because mm-hmm. it's just trauma response from things that I, I I came up with. And I learned not to go too, too happy. No, 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 no. Don't get too excited. Because also too, no, 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 no. Don't get too sad. So I have learned to live in the middle, which was helpful during those traumatic times. But it's it's enabling me from from feeling the fullness of joy because life honestly has never been better not just on paper but in real life like my husband is awesome and amazing and so supportive i've never been closer with my sisters my parents and i were never super duper close but now we're so much better. My niece and my nephew live down the street and that's like the delight and, and highlight of my life. And I just, things are good. And then I'm obviously professionally, y'all know things are good. But like personally too, I've like I, I've gotten rid of all of the toxic relationships. I don't have any toxic friends anymore. They're all gone. And so the fact that I've not been able to feel it, I akin it to losing your sense of taste and smell. I know that life right now is delicious and I can't taste it. I can see it. I'm like, I know this tastes so good. But I can't taste it. And she said, mm-hmm, that's a trauma response that you've taught yourself. And um, that's okay. She's like, someone can help you unlearn it. You know when I, it really clicked for me, Mandy, when we had the um, Rich Journey people on? Mm-hmm. 
Christina and Amon. So the, the level of joy in their voice, I thought, oh, maybe that's because I'm just working too hard as a budget. And he said, no, it wasn't. Something about them triggered me because I said, when's the last time you felt that level of joy, even though joyful things are happening, Tiffany? And I realized, when is the last time I felt that like level of joy, even though joyful things are happening. And that's when I realized something else is amiss. And so, yeah, so I'm just excited because I cannot wait. I don't want to wait 10 years. Um, and it wasn't always like this. I have built up this, this um, resistance to feeling over time. The only time I don't kind of feel like this is that's why I see my niece and my nephew so often, because it's like the one time that my guard is down and I feel, because she said, because kids have a way of disarming all of your foolishness. They're like, girl, I don't want to hear that. Play with me. You are Daniel the Tiger and I am whatever the owl's name is, you know? And so that's one of the few times I, I'm in the moment feeling the joy. That's why I see them like darn near every day, I feel like. But yeah, it was just, I feel so good about it. I, don't hang, I told her I don't have any hangups about therapy. I had a therapist in college and I, I think it's healthy and, and great. I just, I wasn't putting myself first as far as like, you know, making the time to find someone. And so now I'm excited that I'm getting help. And um, I'm just so excited about it because I'm like, yes, yes, I want to taste the food that's before me. I don't want to be 80 years old like, yo, I used to be eating the best food and I never got a chance to really taste it. So yes. I'm excited about it. I, mm, mm, mm. I'm so happy for you <laughs> because this is everything being able and, and this is something and it's not just you either. A lot of people struggle with gratitude in the moment and feeling the success and feeling like you have permission to be happy and yes. like you've earned the right to be happy and to really enjoy the fruits of your labor. And um, I'm so proud of you. Finally, y'all, she got some therapy. I know. I'm, therapy. I'm so Yay. honestly, just thank y'all, BA. Because it wasn't yes. if it wasn't for Miss Patterson that sent me that like email and then Stephanie who mm. reached out prior to that. I don't, I, I don't know that I would have made the leap because it just seemed so daunting to find somebody on my own. I just already felt like I was drowning. So just, I feel so excited because honestly too, because these, I'm still, I have one more last hurrah with IVF and I'm not going to lie. This round of medicine that they have me on is a doozy. I mean, mm. I was jumping for joy for the election and then I burst into tears and I'm like, why are you crying? Is this hot? Joyful tears? They weren't. Hormones. And <laughs> poor Superman was looking at me. And he was like, you just took your shot, didn't you? And I was like, oh, I did. But I hope he still gave you a hug. <laughs> he did. When I tell you these hormones, I was like, because literally, I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> he was like, babe. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, these hormones, oh my gosh. So that definitely, like, what I liked about Stephanie, too, is said she's going to look for therapists that have women that they've worked with that are going through the IVF process. She said, because honestly, Tiffany, that plays a role in how you feel, obviously, too. So mm -hmm. I want someone that's going to help you discern, like, you know, what's actually your feeling versus what what's being triggered by the increased amount of hormones in your body as a result of IVF. So it was just, yes, Amanda, thank you so much for like, because you put that battery in my back. I was like, I'm going to reach out and ask for help. And now I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I mean, I knew when you weren't happy because you were on GMA, I was like, it's about time. Tiffany, if you're not going <laughs> to enjoy these gifts, can I have some? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and I agree. I think for me, the past year and the reason, I, so it's like you're somewhere in between like Tiffany, you know, in the middle and like Mandy running in the streets with joy. Like somewhere <laughs> in the middle is like where a good place to be is. Um, but that level of joy that I, I literally dance and and, and and I felt so invigorated ever since I got back to work since maternity leave. And I don't think it was, I think I'm ready to acknowledge that it's been having, like it's been the baby and it's been therapy and it's mm -hmm. been 
just all of these things, kind of this confluence of events. And you're so right about, you know, children and uh, whether, you know, it's you're an auntie or an uncle or a god, um, a, a godmother or a godfather or a cousin, whatever. Children really do, like, I do feel like my my capacity for joy and my willingness yes. to show it, because it makes you vulnerable, like, right? Yes. Like when I was little, I never used to smile. People who meet me or see me on social media now, I legit have gotten messages from people like, who is this person? I thought, <laughs> oh. like, you're not the person I knew in high school or college. And, you know, it, well, really in college, I, I started opening up, but it, it's it's a willingness to be vulnerable. And mm. um, it's and it's something that I really had to, it's a muscle I've had to flex and flex and flex. It's like, mm. I will now go into an empty dance floor and dance mostly without needing alcohol to lubricate my um, my confidence. <laughs> Ask anyone who Aww. came to my cousin's wedding two years ago. Anyway, um, but anyway, and I mean, I'm there and I think there's no time to waste. We need to like latch yes. onto the joy and I'm so happy for you because you deserve to feel it. You deserve to yes. taste it. Mm. Yes, I cannot wait. Yes. I'm just like, yeah. So And even just doing yeah. it, it sounds like a, you sound lighter already. Like I do. I feel it. Because I didn't know what was wrong. I was like, am I doing something wrong? Do I not like the budgetista? Do I I mean I'm like, I don't I don't think that's it. Because I don't <laughs> feel unhappy. I just feel like, oh, this is this food is great. Yeah, okay. Like, cause I mean, honestly, I things would happen and people would say, like, aren't you upset by that? Like the last IVF cycle, it didn't go well. And I was explaining it to a friend and she said, you're talking about it like a, a math problem. Like, it's okay to be sad, Tiffany. I was like, well, you know, it happens. And she's like, yeah, but... And so that's what it clicked too, because I'm mm -hmm. like, hmm, your lows are not really low, which it's okay for them, for you to be upset, but your highs are not really high. What's going on, Tiffany? Like, you know, you're there's something happening here where you, you should legitimately be sad. It's okay to be sad and disappointed. And you're not, it's not, not even that I'm not just saying it, I'm not feeling it, mm. you know? And so, like I said, she's like, that's protective. That's something you learn to do and you have to learn a new way because you're not that little girl anymore that, you know, where you created that system for yourself. So for those of you who are listening, for certain, for certain, for certain, if you're, you know, like it's hard to, like, I mean, there are, there's, is it black girl? Um, What is that? Uh, if you're looking for a black therapist. Therapy uh, for black girls? Mm-hmm. There's therapy for Black girls, but also too, like I said, um, Nav, Navi Psych. Um, if you're if you're just like I don't even know where to start, and I want to pay someone to help weed through that the therapist cycle for me. Stephanie, like I said, she herself was a therapist and was just absolutely um, amazing. Uh, I wanted to be like, girl, you want to be my therapist? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I could tell she was like, girl, don't get attached. It's not happening. I'm here. To, <laughs> I'm here to direct you. Uh, but yeah, so. That's what about you? What is your boosty? Oh, Lord. I forgot all about that we were in this segment. <laughs> I, I need I to know. have a boost. Uh, I do have a boost. It's on paper. Let me get my handy dandy notebook. Oh, I don't need it because I remember. Uh, 91. Well, first of all, black women is my boost. Just black women yes. in general. I am so proud of us. Us, us, us. Every I talked about every relative, you know, badgering my relatives to vote in Georgia. Every last one of them that I talked to was a black woman my cousins and my aunt. My dad, on the other hand, tried to get to the great uncles. Great uncles who are so cynical. And listen, they have every right to be. They grew up in a very different Atlanta than the one that we have today. But anyway, the black men in my family were just, just not as likely, not as receptive to the call to action. But black women have so, I mean, but it's not just this election cycle. 
for generations, for decades, Black women have been there fighting, even before we had the right to vote, still fighting for it, even though we didn't get it first. It was all women first, white women first, and then, you know, Black women later. But um, I just wanted to shout us out, 91%. No other demographic voted more in the direction of Biden and Kamala Harris than Black women. Beat black men. I mean, I can go down the line, although black men were right behind black women. I know people are making a a lot out of the fact that there was an increase in black men who voted for Trump, but they still were the second most likely. Black people in general, by and large, saved Joe Biden this election. And I can say that with my full chest because we see the numbers and the sliver, tiny margins in these cities. So 91% of black women, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we actually see someone who looks like us in the White House. And those seeing Kamala on that stage when she gave her acceptance speech with her family and her nieces. Oh, my God, with the little cute white dresses and the white, the little like poofs in their hair. It it matters. And I just thank all of y'all and I'll keep it short and sweet because I this is <laughs> I just feel like I've been talking nonstop. But. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Tiffany. And I'm I'm so grateful for this show and for every for every woman, black woman out there who has been fighting. We're I think we're finally getting the recognition that we deserve. And I'm glad to be here for it. Yeah. No, I just it does feel really good. And to be be called out on the on the national stage, you know, normally they would just not do that. You would do right? all of this and you wouldn't be recognized and right. to be seen, to be heard and now it's time for game time. I saw that Patrice, um, the the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, had already, I think via the New York Times has penned a letter or, or Washington Post penned a letter to, um, you know, uh, President-elect uh, Joe Biden mm-hmm. to say, okay, we helped you get here. Here's what we're wanting. Yes, here's our um, demands. And you've got yep. to hold them accountable from you not do. just Joe Biden. Every Look up who, who represents you in Congress. They check their email. They they read their mail. You need to contact your elected officials and vote mm-hmm. for them. We need to come collect on what we were, you know, why we voted for them. Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. They are now very, very clear that we play an active role in who are, who puts butts in seats. Um, and so, you know, the, it's been on a world stage now where they're like, oh, this is no longer, oh, we don't have to. No, 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 no. You do. You do or, you know, no one says we have to continue to vote in this and vote block in this way. Yep. Amen to that. And thank you to Black Lives Matter and just black magic everywhere. I'm so. Yes. mm, 2020, you had us going. You had us going real good. We were real. We were real stressed. We didn't know how this was going to end. But we ended up being our own heroes in the end. And um, yes, that's what I love about it again. You didn't have to wear a cape or, you know, be, you just, you just had to vote and we just got to keep voting. I'll never, I'll never, ever, ever forget the past four years. I just, it's, it's burned into my, into my DNA and I hope Mm -hmm. it will just be inherited by every, if I'm lucky enough to have more offspring, but just like Rio and all of his descendants, I hope that they remember the same way I will. Yeah. Remember. Remember. (laughs) (laughs) Like, remember, <laughs> and thank you, James Earl Jones. God, I, I was so I just good. We got all serious. I'm like, point yet, never. And then I got to be like weird. I just oh, whatever. Thanks y'all for listening. <laughs> yeah, we love y'all. See y'all next week without my notepad, maybe. <laughs> Thank you.
the Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.